Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 73, Guardians of the Galaxy. Hello, Hallie. Hello, David. Hello, Kristen. Hello, David. David. Hello, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy is a 2014 American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics superhero team of the same name. It's the 10th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the third that we've watched for this podcast, after The Avengers and Black Panther. So you can go ahead and check out those episodes if you haven't already. Yeah. Yeah. Episode three in the Catching Up David Cinematic Universe. (laughs) It's directed by James Gunn, who wrote the screenplay with Nicole Perlman, and it stars Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Vin Diesel, and Bradley Cooper as the titular Guardians, with Lee Pace, Michael Rooker, Karen Gillan, Jimon Huansu, John C. Riley, Glenn Co- Close, and Benicio Del Toro, who are also in it. I don't know who they are. John C. <sighs> Riley, I, John C. Riley, I recognized. Glenn Close is probably the Nova Lady. That's right. Good job. Yeah. I don't actually know who Benicio Del Toro is. Okay, it's funny because a couple years ago, I was like, you know, Benicio Del Toro is one of those people who, like, you you hear their name, but you don't actually know who they are. I can't tell you a single thing he's been in. And uh, someone was like, you idiot, he's in Guardians. And I said, what? <laughs> and he's uh, the collector. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's who he is. That's I love Benicio. That- None of these people were familiar to you, and yet Howard the Duck was just like, "Oh, there's Howard." In yeah. the end, in the end credit, what what was that about? That unnerved me so Howard badly. The Duck? Yeah, he was just like, I was like about to explain. Oh, that's that's like this weird off-brand Marvel. That's Howard. And he was like, "Oh, hey, it's Howard." Yeah. David. Have, have either of you seen the Howard the Duck movie? No. No. Oh man. I kind of want to watch it though. That's a that's a Marvel movie that yeah. exists in the world. I'll just we'll just maybe put a pin in that one. Twitter, tell us if you want us to watch Howard the Duck. Yeah, please say I, no. It's a I'll add it to the list for episode eighty. We'll see. Good. We'll see. We'll see. I was gonna pick a movie that at least one of you would like, and it's not gonna be <laughs> Howard the Duck. I can guarantee you that. It is somehow even weirder and creepier than Return to Oz. Hmm. So. Don't like those vibes. Yeah. Anyways. Guardians was unsurprisingly a box office success, earning $772.8 million worldwide off of its $232.3 million budget, which is a lot of money. Yeah. It was the most successful superhero film of 2014 of which there were quite a few i I hadn't realized like i know there was sort of a joke that like all movies now are comic book movies or superhero movies but there were like quite a few superhero movies in 2014 what other ones were there let me pull it up real quick yeah you can't drop a statement like that and then not list the others civil war no was civil war no not civil war winter soldier that had to have been 2014 or was that 2015 no that 
That was 2014. I thought I was a sophomore. Let's In which see. case, how did this beat Winter Soldier? Because it's better. No, it isn't. Yeah. Winter, it is. Winter Soldier was one of them. What? Yeah. Um, that one came in number seven. It what? Proceed with this list. No, no, that was number seven of the highest grossing films. Sorry, not not just comic book films. Okay. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man Two was also on the top ten of the highest grossing films. Mm-hmm. Um, X-Men: Days of Future Past was number six. Those are the ones that I see on the top grossing list. But I think there were other. I I saw from a had. Let's see. Yes. Best visual effects. Let's do this. What number? Wait, what number was Spider-Man? Spider-Man on the list. uh, Number eight, I believe. I am shocked, upset, disappointed, etc. That um, Winter Soldier is number seven. That should be like in the top five. All of those feelings for you. David, objectively, Winter Soldier is better than Guardians. I would disagree. And, okay, yeah, but it's only like a select few crazies who think otherwise. I'm sure I could find more than a select few correctos. You know what else is upsetting? Is that there right. was one year. Correctos? That, yeah. <laughs> there was one year uh, for Halloween where Hallie was Star-Lord, and <laughs> I was the Winter Soldier. I forgot about that. So. What a good representation just true, of how much better I am than you. You literally know. Yeah. No. But, yeah. David, proceed. But you, you had another list you were going to read? I was just looking to see if there were any other superhero movies I could see that were not in the top ten, but I couldn't. So. Hmm. So there. That's it. Well, David, you would like Winter Soldier more than Guardians. Um, that might be true, actually. That that one singular person fact would be true. It's because it's a better about... movie. It's not. I don't even dislike Guardians, but the Winter Soldier is a better movie. Yeah. Not a big yeah. fan of the Winter Soldier. Guardians did make like sixty million dollars more than Winter Soldier. Yeah, which is a lot of money. Mm. I mean, money isn't always a, a a good representation of how good a movie is, but I'll take it. I'll take the extra point. Because I like Guardians. It's my favorite Marvel. One of my favorite Marvels. I've never sat down and seriously thought about it. I just say they're my favorite from time to time. But the Guardians you, is consistently in my favorites and Guardians 2. I like Guardians 2 a lot. If you don't have a complete ranking of all, like, 28 marvel movies by the end of this um you're off the podcast stop gatekeeping me no (laughs) david rate all 28 marvel movies (laughs) just based on vibes from the titles rank them or just try and name them (laughs) um no rank them Spoiler alert, one of them is called Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that's the movie that we're talking about tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Let's continue talking about that, and maybe I'll try and name them all later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Are you making fun of the way I said yeah? No, I'm just saying yeah. I didn't realize you were saying it the same way. Okay. But I don't like that you were saying it. Critics. They also loved the movie. 
Woo! Including its screenplay, direction, acting, humor, soundtrack, and action sequences. Woo! It was just kind of an all-around winner, except at the Oscars, where it was Aww. up for Best Makeup and Hairstyling and lost to the Grand Budapest Hotel and Best Visual Effects, which it lost to Interstellar. Okay, here's one of my pet peeves. And and I have I have said this before. Like people who do hair and makeup are all very talented. But there was also another year where like Star Trek Beyond was nominated and then some period piece won and people absolutely do a fantastic job, but I'm like, okay, these people literally are making aliens and whole other species with hair and makeup, whereas someone else is just, like, putting a little bit of a flush on someone's cheek, and consistently the sci-fi thingamajigs lose in the category, and I get so upset, especially because in Star Trek Beyond, this woman had this head that was kind of like fingers that interlock, and then it opened, and it was really cool, and they lose, because even as I was watching Guardians last night, I was like, man... They did a good job with the hair and makeup. Go team. And apparently they lost. I'm upset. That's because the Oscars are hack. And they don't matter. I just, Like, again, the people who are putting the flush on someone's cheek in a time period, doing a great job. They deserve awards. They deserve recognition. But I feel like they should maybe... They should be different categories. I was going to say, two separate, like, regular makeup in movies and then sci-fi makeup in movies they should just be different because they're really hard to compare and like and like otherwise like sci-fi is never gonna win because the oscars don't take genre stuff seriously unless the genre is period piece yeah or like white man is sad and like i love little women but if someone was like hey who did a better job vecna in stranger things or (laughs) little women i'd be like well they had to freaking create all the gross looking vecna stuff so i'm gonna go with them and people would be like wrong answer it's actually little women and i i would probably just i'd i think my brain would short circuit just flip a table yeah (laughs) summon one into existence then flip it immediately you assume I don't carry a table with me at all times. <laughs> That's true. I have never been able to confirm you do not do that. It's one of my uh, little known facts. It's just one of those little things that holds the pizza box off of the pizza that yeah. looks like a table. <laughs> it's just a little BB one. Yeah. I used no, but... to use those in my dollhouse. Yeah. But like, literally, as when, when uh, we first see Ronan properly and he's all blue and they take the sponge and they wipe him off and then they pour something over. I remember like just looking at the texture of his skin with the blue stuff on it. Cause it didn't look quite like human skin painted blue. It looked different. And then obviously I'm sure they weren't brushing hard with the sponge, but still you could tell the sponge like was making contact with the skin and none of that makeup came off or yeah, anything. Yeah, I was also like, And I no, was like, it's... wow, these people did a really good job. And now I'm upset that they didn't win the Oscar. I have never seen Grand Budapest Hotel, so maybe they deserved it. I'm sure the people did a wonderful job, but this is something I always get upset about, so you all had to hear my rant. The yeah. end. I, I have seen Grand Budapest Hotel. I mean, it's a pretty I... just rant. 
the the makeup is not what stands out to me in that movie. I was going to say, I was trying to think, and I like the Grand Budapest Hotel a lot, but makeup is not what I would... I'm surprised it was even nominated because it's not even like, let's recreate makeup from a specific period in time, like for a period piece. It's just like standard make people look good on camera makeup. Yeah. I don't know. If someone someone did a period piece where they truly like made products as they were made at that time and used the specific tools of the time period and all these different things, then yeah, they went above and beyond. They deserve all the accolades they can get. But if they're just pulling out like an Urban Decay Naked palette, I'm like, (laughs) bruh, I have one of those at home. Obviously you're doing it better than me, but like... You should email (laughs) all makeup artists and ask, do you use the Urban Decay palette? (laughs) Is it the cherry one? Because same. <laughs> anyway, enough of enough of that. Your rants are just. I agree with you on this point. Yes. Okay. Well, in case it's been a while since you've seen it, Guardians of the Galaxy is the story of Peter Quill, who was abducted from Earth by alien smugglers as a boy and is now known as Star-Lord a plucky thief who steals a mysterious orb from an abandoned planet. He encounters the goons of a powerful Kree known as Ronin, who sends the assassin Gamora after Star-Lord to retrieve the orb. The two do battle, along with the bounty hunters Rocket and Groot, a raccoon and tree person, who have shown up to capture the, the expensive bounty on Quill's head. Everyone is arrested and taken to prison. There they meet Drax the Destroyer, who has a vendetta against Ronan and Thanos, who I guess is Gamora's dad, maybe? I wasn't really sure. You know, like an adoptive father. Okay. In any event, the five of them team up to escape the prison and to sell the orb, which is worth billions of space monies. However, it turns out that the orb contains a power stone, which destroys all life or something if wielded like a weapon, which is exactly what Ronan wants to do with it. Uh Uh-huh. Will our ragtag group of heroes stop the Kree's evil schemes? Or will he blow up a planet that he's angry at for some reason? Some big guns, an even larger floating severed head mining colony, and a special mixtape from 1988, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. It really is a good mixtape. It really is. I love the mixtape. Like, every song, you're like, yeah, this is a vibe. Yeah, this works. Even if it's a song I don't usually like listen to on my own for fun. I'm like, this really yeah. works with the scene. This is wonderful. I mean, opening with Hooked on a Feeling. God. Incredible. Iconic. That person deserves a raise. I hope they for got sure. one. That's, his, that's Peter Quill's song. He owns it. He owns it? That's his song. That's what he yells at the guard, because the guard is playing it. Uh, when they first take all their stuff. And I just feel bad for him. It's very important to him because his dying mom gave it to him. You both know yeah. this. I'm just restating it for effect. It's true. I'm also sure listeners know this if they have watched Guardians of the Galaxy. No one was prepared for that first scene. And I, I love that none of, the, none of the previews gave any sort of indication as to a backstory uh, or like any kind of emotional movement in the movie it was all like look here's a raccoon in a tree it's gonna be weird it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a little bit different from other marvels and then that scene started and people were like oh okay (laughs) 
he's he's dancing. That's cool. It, it did make me wonder though, because um, like obviously we are focused on Peter and his adventures in space with these people. Fine, but I'm like, man, this family lost Peter's mom due to death. And yep. then they lost Peter due to abduction. Like, <laughs> but like they have no way of tracking down that spaceship. Absolutely you know, not. they so, just like he's just gone. And then they probably yeah. felt extra bad because she yeah. probably was like, "Just do me a solid and take care of Peter while I'm gone." And they were like, "You got it." And then yeah. they did not, which like no, is he's... no fault of their own. Peter ran no. away and then was abducted. But like. Whew. Bad he day states, for Peter's family. Where uh, she states, she's like, Grandpa's gonna take such good care of you, and that Grandpa really is trying, you know? He he's is. like, He probably would have had a, a, a good life being brought up by his extended family, and there seemed to be a few of them. It wasn't even like, oh, there's Just no family left. one person in the room. There were like eight. Yeah, they yeah. were a bunch. He clearly had aunts and uncles, and probably some cousins, and like, there's, nope. Peter's just gone. Yeah, it's a r- rough night for all involved. Rough yeah. night for the Quail family. Bad times were had. Yeah. Well, seeing it for the first time, I didn't really know anything about the movie except for the raccoon and the tree. Yeah. And I don't know. I think, honestly, of all the characters, I think I liked Groot the most. That's that's very this common, This is not actually. surprising at no, all. Not at all. Yeah. Like, you like Appa, you like Groot, you just like the emotional support animal who says few words and like not just for you specifically people love Groot because there's no reason to dislike Groot Groot is wonderful Groot is great especially when Rocket's like now here's the plan but we gotta get this thing last and Groot's just like (laughs) on the background (laughs) like ready to I love that scene so much he just reaches out like how are we gonna get to this it's 20 feet up in the middle of the prison thing Groot's just going at it that's one of my favorite things about the movie is that the humor is different than at least other Marvels were at the time. I think a lot yes. more Marvels have embraced that type of humor uh, recently, but but at the Guardians time. was the at the time, yeah. Guardians was the first to just be like, no, this is just complete chaos. And we're just like, having this, fun here. We're just having fun. Just really silly things happen. Uh, this team is a disaster. Up to then, um, there were funny moments where the hero stumbled, but nobody was just an outright disaster the way that all five members of the Guardians are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Groot, he just seems, he seems kind of friendly. Like, he'll beat you up if mm-hmm. you mess with his friends. But he yeah. can make, like, sparkly little light things and... He's so great. Throw a big, like, protective bramble shell and everything. Yeah. I played uh, the Marvel game for PlayStation that just came out, I think, this year. And in it, if you open up your little character bios, it they're written as if um, Novacore has, like, made a bio on each one to keep tabs on them. Mm. And underneath, there's, like, there's, like, a recidivism rate or something, or, like, rate to convert to quote-unquote good, and Groot's is the highest they're like, yeah, no, he would be fine. We could get Groot to do good stuff if he wasn't best friends with that raccoon. Yeah. But uh, really hard to, to steal him away from that influence. And that's, yeah, that's what Groot is. Groot just like, these are my friends and they're bad. And that's how, that's how I live my life. But like Groot himself is a little piece of sunshine. Who says yes. piece of sunshine? Yeah. Piece of sunshine. I don't like it. You don't like that phrase? 
No one says piece of sunshine. You can't well, drink I just off did. a piece of sunshine. It's not a Kit Kat. Well, no, but, you know, you don't... It's a metaphor. It's a ray of sunshine. It's language. Yeah. Peace is much more physical. Yeah. Ray of sunshine, sunshine is, is not. So I'm reinventing the English language tonight with correctos and peace of sunshine. Correctos and peace of sunshine. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Should we do the personality quiz? Root would support me. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Who'd you get? Me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I got Star-Lord. You're a bit untrustworthy, but you're also charming and courageous. You're no angel, but you still have some heroic traits, and you'll do anything to secure your future. It's, like, not a bad bio. It's It's not really... It's fine. It's fine. But it's I bet fine. you were just tickled to have gotten Star-Lord. Just tickled. He is one of my favorite Marvel heroes. I love Peter Quill. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to talk about him with you. <laughs> yeah. I got the Star-Lord. He's got, he's got, little, got little rocket boots. Little, I love his jet boots, and he's got his cool mask that allows him to not just breathe in space, but just, like, fly around and exist in space without dying. And he's got uh, his Walkman. Yeah. From the 80s. And I like his, uh, I like his blasters. Yeah. He takes really good care of that Walkman. Mm-hmm, uh, he does. One of the things that, like... We'll we'll get into it. This wasn't this wasn't one of my favorite movies that we've watched, but um, one of the things I really did enjoy about it was at the beginning just like how janky the technology seemed, and that doesn't really carry on through the rest of the movies. But like when Peter's on the abandoned planet, he's got his little illuminator thing that shows like ghost images of the past or whatever. I'm not sure what that was even, but he's got to shake it to get it to work and like slap it um and then he like lands on a different like cliff thing with his rocket boots and he kind of skids like the technology is both futuristic and kind of run down which is a vibe that i was really into um it's a good vibe i agree i wish the tech had been more yeah more like that throughout the whole movie even the guys like the guy's prosthetic leg in the prison seemed a little bit like that too just like this is a cool yeah. space leg, but also like very functional, and you can tell it's been used a lot. I don't know. That was that yeah, was a thing the, I, I enjoyed. It was like in many. No, it was it's very good, and in many uh, versions of the Guardians throughout comics and games and stuff, like one of their hallmarks is that they're just down on their luck at all times, and their ship is always breaking. And they always need something fixed or they have to get extra parts. And it's just like, I don't know why it's so appealing, but I agree. And I wish that was more of a thing in the movie. Yeah. Kristen, who did you get on the quiz? I was kind of bummed because I wanted to get Gamora or even Rocket. And I got Drax. (laughs) (laughs) Drax is wonderful. Drax is wonderful. Grateful. I wanted Gamora. Or Rocket. 
But it says, uh, you have a temper and you're incredibly literal, but you're also loyal to the few people you're close to. You're headstrong and and driven to take on impossible odds without a second thought. Which is not entirely accurate to me. I have many second thoughts about many things. (laughs) But... It's not... It's... I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. I wanted to be the trained assassin, but it's fine. No, you're just the other trained assassin. I mean, he's not really, like, a properly trained assassin, but he is a really good murderer. He just, like, kills people, but that's, like, different from being a trained assassin. He's such a warrior, though. So he's had training in fighting and killing people. Has he had training, or has he just, like, done it and has instead had experience? I think, well, I think it's both. I think uh, his race is like a warrior race. I can't remember what they're called off the top of my head. That's because you're a bad fan. Stop gatekeeping. Why are you like this tonight? What do you mean? I'm just saying mm. if you were a better fan, you would know. Mm. It's not inaccurate to say. David, who did you get? Did you get Groot? I got Gamora. <laughs> <laughs> You're strong-willed, determined, and resourceful. You also carry yourself with the dignity of a true warrior, even though you like to be alone in most occasions. I do like to be alone (laughs) (laughs) in many many occasions. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Gamora. Gamora! She was fine. She was fine. (laughs) Okay, David. well, like, she's really cool, but I think they make her a lot more fun in other versions of the Guardians, and I like those versions a lot more. I think she just kind of falls into the standard, like, Marvel woman thing, where she's a badass because, you know, they want to have a strong female character, but yeah, they forget to do anything else with her. Strong yeah. must mean good at fight. Yeah. Yeah. Strong means literal strong. Much personality i guess no i think she has a personality but i think part of her personality is that she's just kind of like a little more reserved and she's she's a tough tough nut to crack and i think that's part of it i mean i don't disagree we're just like really in the middle on her we're introduced to her with all these other people so we are seeing her from the eyes of new people and we're like, wow, this is one tough nut to crack. Am I right? And I don't know. I like Nebula. I like her more in other times we see Nebula, David. So in yeah. case you were not like, wow, Nebula, she's cool. She's Gamora's sister. She's the blue one. Yeah. Not Karen Roman. Gillen. Karen Gillen. Amy. And Amy uh, Pond. She's, she's a fun one. She is. She gets great in future Marvel installments. Yeah. Cool. She actually shaved her head for this movie. She did. How's about that? Showed up to Comic Con and just like pulled the red hair wig off, and everyone was like, oh my God. Yeah, everyone lost their minds. Yeah. Because she has lovely red hair. She's gorgeous. Mm. Like, impossibly beautiful. No one should be allowed to have that hair. I know. And it was just gone. Yep. Now it's back. It's back. Yeah. So don't worry, David. She has the hair back. 
I, I could tell you were stressing. I was going to worry, say but it's, I'm glad It's that... grown since 2014. That's good. That's good. And other <laughs> past years where she recorded <laughs> Marvel things. Yeah. She wore wigs in those. Well, not wigs, uh-huh. but like little little caps. Little caps. Little caps. I've always wanted to know what it would be like to wear one of those. It's just to like of... truly just like have all my hair tucked up like in a swim yeah. cap, which I've done before, but that's that's a swim cap. I want to know professional Hollywood things where they arrange my hair just so to make it look like I'm actually bald. I think I would hate it, but I want to know. I want to see you just it. you just you want to <laughs> confirm that you'd hate it. <laughs> yeah. that it's not going to be one of your go to daily looks. I want to see it so I can be like, thank God this isn't my life. <laughs> Yeah. Never gonna complain about my hair ever again. <laughs> really puts things in perspective, you know. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't love this one. Like as Kristen had predicted before we watched it, I was not a big fan of Peter Quill, but mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of any of the other non-tree characters either. So it's hard to hold it against him personally. Like even Rocket, who I wanted to like because he's a raccoon. Was yeah. just kind of a mean-spirited raccoon who's like douchebag. going around like trying to steal the legs and eyes from disabled people as a joke. <laughs> okay, and, like, he's, kind of, I... he's got he's got some anger issues to work through. He he's got a lot a lot of issues to work through. Uh, if I were to rewrite Guardians myself or just take it and fashion it to my will, I would take out the prosthetic leg and the eye joke. Although I do really like him telling Peter to get something he doesn't actually need just, just yeah, because. No, that's good. I like, I like that as a, as a move in the script. I don't know that I would, <laughs> I don't know Make that I would have, leg. have it. Yeah. Take something that. Right. Somebody I like needs that's, for like mobility. Maybe that didn't age so well. But a fun fact about Rocket is that in any Guardians game, of which I've played several, um, he is your worst enemy because he will just disagree with you at all times and be angry with you for no reason. Because the easiest way to create strife in a plot-based Guardian setting is is just like, oh, Rocket's unhappy. Because Rocket <laughs> is so hard to deal with. Yeah. I like Rocket a lot. I uh, he's so I, great. I just I don't know. He's kind of a jerk, but I think he's funny. And I like the way that you can tell he clearly cares so much about Groot. Like even before so much. even before Groot is doing, you know, the little the little pod thing and Rocket's getting emotional and then sobbing later. But you can just tell that they're truly like best bros. And I don't know, I'm always kind of fascinated by characters who play for their own team, in which Guardians, all of the characters are characters who Every play for one. their own team. <laughs> and it's not really like they're playing for good or evil, it's just whatever works out best for them. Um, I don't know, Rocket's fun. But they're also they're also a found family in that they all play for their own team, but then like their own team becomes the other members of the Guardians, and it's so wonderful i love i mean found family tropes are one are great but like i think the guardians especially for some reason just really just really pleases me as a found family especially for rocket because rocket is like he is so mean and abrasive but occasionally he will say or do something completely opposite of that and you're like rocket I forgive you for everything. 
I just think a lot about the scene in um, Infinity War when he's talking to Thor and Thor is like, I mean, what else is there to lose, right? And he walks away and Rocket's like, I I could lose a lot. I personally have a lot to lose. (laughs) Yeah, like that's because he never, oh my God, he's so good because when he says, that kind of thing. It's just so powerful because he is such a douchebag. Yeah. And it's just this little tiny, like, subtle afterthought of, like, yeah. um, sir, actually, respectfully, I disagree. Yeah, except Rocket would never say sir or respectfully. No, so. <laughs> neither of those two things. And Rocket's also just, like, you know, chaos gun boy. Chaos gun raccoon. Like, that's just another... Uh, like how like how Groot just took the thing down and it was funny because that kind of thing doesn't usually happen in a Marvel movie. Like he's just like everywhere with his little his little gadgets and his explosives. I love when he's making a bomb on Peter's ship for no reason. And Gamora's like, put it in a box. <laughs> or he's like, Oh, I was gonna put it in a box. And then Gamora says, Don't do that. And he's like, God, you just wanna suck the joy out of everything. <laughs> Yeah. It's so good. It's it's fun seeing some violent murder crazy heroes. It just is who operate in this gray area between classic heroic and classic uh criminal. I just like when we first meet them because Drax isn't there, but yeah, Groot and Rocket are just like, oh, hey, if we get this Quill guy, we get a lot of money, so we're after him. And then Gamora's after Peter, but because of the orb. And then Peter, obviously, is fighting against Gamora, but then he has to deal with Ro- or with Groot and Rocket attacking him, and he's just like, what the heck, man? And I really it's... like when Groot just, like, puts a bag over him. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like, they have all these sack. high-tech things, and he's like, just <laughs> stick him in a sack. <laughs> And it worked. A giant potato sack. It did. It worked the most effectively out of any of their little tricks. Yeah. There's a really cute line in the game where they had met previously because of a, the bounty that Yandu put on Peter, but for different reasons. Uh, and Peter says something along the lines of like, oh man, I'm just glad you decided not to turn me in for the bounty after all. And Rocket's like, who said I didn't? And it's just like, ah, Rocket you piece of shit like it's just like a scallion yeah it's a cute it's like a really cute little uh back and forth type of a thing that is indicative of the relationship among all of the guardians david you just gotta lean into their to their meanness you gotta you gotta just like let yourself feel uh the shittiness (laughs) yeah I don't know. I like good people, but they will save the world. And like, what has the universe ever done for you? I'm one of the idiots who lives in it. Right. (laughs) I don't know. I appreciated, like, Rocket's intelligence and sort of planning. Like, when he's getting everybody out of jail and he's got... He knows what he needs. He knows... Mm -hmm. He just, like, takes a quick survey and he's escaped from, what is it, like, 22 other prisons or whatever? Yeah. A bunch of bunch of jailbreaks under his belt but yeah i don't know i just i like characters that are more wholesome i've, just, I've become such a big i've become such a big softy in my old age like i just want friendly alien magic trees like that's that's all i need 
So how did you feel then at the end of the movie when Groot pulled the We Are Groot and we are Groot? saved them and, you know, became became kindling in the process? Yeah, I um, <laughs> I wonder if, I was sort of wondering if it's like indicative of my feelings about Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that I've seen in general, but like... It was sort of funny to me that my favorite character only has one line that he repeats. <laughs> and then it when it's slightly changed to We Are Groot, like that was the most emotional thing anyone had said in the film up to that point. <laughs> it was like, huh, I wonder I wonder what this says about my feelings towards the writing of these things. <laughs> well, okay, but like we our Groot is genuinely I know that you beat it as like, wow, nothing except the line we are Groot got to me. But like that's also just obje- objectively a good emotional line. Yeah. Yeah. It got to everyone. Yeah, like by any standard, yeah. He even knows how to conjugate. I was I was expecting like we am Groot. <laughs> but no. I think they didn't want to underline that specific moment with any humor. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, that was a good choice. Yeah. I don't know. So, Guardians is probably, it's probably like a six. Like, there wasn't anything wrong with it. it. And I appreciated its humor from time to time. I don't want it to just sound like, you know, meh. I don't. <laughs> it sounds kind of meh. I don't like. Meh. Yeah. Meh. I'm humorless and hate joy like there wasn't anything wrong with it it was just like i kind of i thought about rewatching it again before tonight's podcast recording and i was like i think i'm good on it for a while i may go back to it at some point we might watch guardians 2 at some point like i would i would be open for that like it wasn't one of those movies that i'm like i don't like like the hangover like there are three or four hangovers now. I don't want to watch yep. any of those. No. I would Absolutely veto not. those if those came up in discussion for the podcast. Guardians 2? I'd watch Guardians 2. Yeah, and because yeah. Guardians 1 ends on a mini cliffhanger. It does. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Gonna and go... Guardians 2 follows up on that. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah. Wow, spoiler so. alert that it follows up on it, Hallie. God. Well, the trailer is also God, saying that. Hallie. That's not really... <laughs> I don't think it's. You're I don't think, I think David everything. figured it out. <laughs> yeah. You suck the joy out of everything. I am Rocket. And you are killing my fun. This may. It may have just been sort of like a. There was too much action in this action movie sort of film for my tastes. Like, I don't know. I know that I'm it's not, kind of a curmudgeon about those things. You I, are. Yeah. It's not that I thought you would like love the movie on its own but i thought you'd like it more than other marvels because of how weird it was that might like be when it was true. advertised people were like what is this movie because you know space raccoon tree and i love those vibes like it was really really different from other marvel movies when it came out and so i thought you would be happier with this movie it's definitely less in retrospect I liked it. Not I liked sure it why. a lot more than I liked Avengers. Okay, so that I was right on that one. And well, black. Okay, it's hard to like it more than Black Panther because Black Panther is like black a masterpiece. Panther, black Panther was good. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It. 
<laughs> it's it's number two of the three that we've seen so far. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. I'll 28 take it. or whatever. I don't know. There's so many. So many. There are so many. Anyways, let's um let's talk about some more things that I liked first, and then we can jump into some other things. Sweet. Other other things I liked, other than the janky tech, I liked the Dark Aster, which is a pretty metal name for a spaceship. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. The ship and looks so pretty... cool too. It does. I like it. Uh, I was also pretty into nowhere, the giant severed head mining colony like planetoid yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Also pretty metal. That's a that's a messed up thing to be floating around in space. See, Guardians does a good job of taking you to places in space, but having a purpose to go there to that specific <laughs> place and not just like using it as a form of world building but you you go and you learn things and they have different settings but it's not overwhelming star wars so St- guardians does a wonderful job with it they really do that's true that is something that i was i was definitely much in more into than um like with rogue one where we went to Again, like four or five planets in the first 12 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. It was... For... Go ahead. Yeah, for no like particular reason. Like, I was thinking about it, and like, can you name the planets that we went to in this movie? I can't. But like, at least there were fewer of them, and they were more unique than mm-hmm. the ones that we got in Rogue One. I agree, and I don't know why it is, but even though they go to one location on the planet, I always get the impression there is more to that planet, whereas I do not with Star Wars. I don't know what the difference is. I guess, I mean, nowhere is explicitly like a mining colony, so you get the impression that itself is just one mm-hmm. tiny planet-ish location. But even when they go to um, uh, Nova Prime place, Xandar, what is it called? Yeah, Xandar. Like they're in like you know a town, and I'm like, yeah, this is the capital of Xandar. Yeah. There's more. It feels like there's a, more of it this. Feels like a capital. Instead yeah. of Xandar, and, uh... I thought you said Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, you know Gandalf. You know Harry Potter. The um, planet. Um. Oh no. Oh. Oh. I remember what I was going to say. It was also fun to see this one in in the perspective of a person who has you know seen the full phase three of marvels i feel like this is one of the first times we were like formally introduced to infinity stones and Mm -hmm. like i think we we technically saw thanos at the end of the avengers one of the post-credit scenes um but we hadn't really Mm -hmm. like i didn't read the comics so i knew nothing about him i had knew nothing about the infinity stones and all this stuff so it was just kind of like the beginnings of setting the groundwork and all these things. And it was kind of fun to see like, oh, this is stuff that becomes relevant later, which makes sense. But yeah. I didn't know it at the time. Slash was not keeping track of it. And then also, this is, I think, maybe not the second, but there was there was this. And I swear there was something else that mentioned the Titans. And those are becoming more relevant in Marvel things nowadays. And I'm like, oh, 
It's interesting because this is something that has been present in a couple different examples of movies and things that they have produced that I was just like, ah, yeah, backstory. They're in the head of a titan. Yeah. Cool. And now you're starting to see it. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is relevant. Interesting. Yeah, it's neat how Guardians is this off the wall, different from other Marvels, but then it has all this, uh, all this groundwork that other Marvels rely on later. And it's like, ah, it's, it's simultaneously this like weird off, this, this weird distant cousin, but also the heart of all of it. Because it is the first time, like, I think we see an Infinity Stone in Captain America, but it's not it's in Captain America because such. we've seen the Tesseract at that point multiple times yeah. over. But like in this movie, they show okay. the Tesseract as being one of the Infinity Stones. Right. So it's the first time that Infinity Stone as a concept is like, here's yeah, what it is. And like, I don't... And that's pretty central to Infinity War. I think War. this came out before the second Thor movie where Jane interacts with an infinity stone but even then they don't straight out call it an infinity stone they say it's like the ether or yeah. something so it's the first one that gives yeah. it context so it's it's nice of guardians to have uh done that yeah it's cool it's neat respect yeah i don't know what those are Oh, David. Um. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay, David. That's the annoying thing is that there, and, there's and so many and stuff. And Thanos, what's his deal? There's... I've heard that he, like, snaps at people. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> David, it's so hard because, truly, one movie that we really, two movies that we really should watch are Infinity War and Endgame. But those are meaningless yeah. if you haven't watched the things that lead up to it's, them. It's, and so it's, it's I, we can still it's, watch it, but it's going to carry like negative weight for you you already wouldn't care about yeah. it even if we did watch everything leading up to it <laughs> but you're gonna care about it less and you're just gonna be like oh okay it's really hard to tell you how important it becomes later so important yeah. david so important so important and one of my favorite scenes in like i don't like infinity war and endgame that much but one of my favorite scenes in one of them has to do with a previous Guardian scene that is extremely funny where they put that in a different yeah. context. And I was I thinking like of that while watching this movie. I was like, hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's so good. Great. <laughs> Maybe in like a couple decades you'll get around to it. Decades. Yeah. 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 We'll, uh, we'll get there eventually. There's a lot there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. I mean, it's so. only taken us three years to watch three different Marvel movies. So it's by true. that logic, only 25 more to go. Yep. Yeah. Quarter of a century. Yeah. We'll get there. There'll be, there'll be even more Marvel movies by then. Oh, God. So many more. I watched the new Thor recently. It was fine. I do want to see that, but I have also heard it was just fine and I'm sad about it. I had hopes I for it. I didn't really have hopes for it. <laughs> because <No. laughs> I am in the minority. We're like, listen, I love Ragnarok now. And it was funny when I first watched it, too. I wasn't sitting in the theater like, this is bad. But I did not instantly love it like everyone else seemed to. 
And I'm like, oh, it's by the same person, which means I will probably have another situation again where people are like, this is so funny and great. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. That that happened? Um, well, that's the thing is that even with this one, people weren't saying, it's great. And I'm oh, like, yeah, people... oh, so it's going to fall even more short. It's not good. I just was happy for the suburbia aspect of it the suburbia aspect but yeah because it's like a settlement oh. isn't it that was the, the funny thing it like technically yes but the funny thing is i literally saw no trailers for this movie the trailers came out and i was <laughs> like oh i should watch that and then i never did and then eventually it was on disney plus and i thought oh i should see that and then i did but i knew absolutely the bare minimum about the movie so you were just a David. Yeah. I went into yeah. it in my truest yeah. David self. Yeah. Gotta gotta know absolutely nothing. Sometimes that's what you gotta do. Yeah. Uh, and then, but that and then dislike it. Yeah. That's <laughs> But that was but that's that was Thor. And this is Guardians. So It is Guardians. Um, so we talked a little bit about the main a little bit. I wanted to talk a bit about Ronan, who's sort of the the big bad guy in this one. Yeah. Um, what's his deal? <laughs> I couldn't figure out what he had <laughs> against like Nova and Xandar, and like there was a peace treaty that was being talked yeah. about, but he wasn't really following the peace treaty. I don't know. And, He's like, just a classic genocidal baddie. Yeah. You know, he doesn't. He uh, uh, there. The Kree are like the space orcs. They're just like the default evil race in 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 space that you can easily go to when you need a villain. And then they had a treaty with the Xandar. I don't remember why. I just know there was one. And he's not happy about the treaty because um he can't do his mass his killings. His father died. Now. Yeah, he can't do his mass killings and like ah they uh, they killed my father, so he's he's gonna kill other people's fathers, and also um, a bunch of other people who are not <laughs> just, fathers. Just just but all of them. Just all of them. Yeah, he's just he's just a genocidal baddie. Like he's not he's not one of the deeper, more fun villains. No, he's not. He's he would not. Even though I love Guardians, I would not rank Ronin on a top villain list. Maybe a medium villain list if the other villain villain villains villains if the other villains are bad, but he's just you know he's really just he's he's fine. It's like a I'm okay with it in this movie because it's just like a space adventure, and you want the big world ending stakes. Even though I don't usually like big world ending stakes and wish stakes in superhero movies especially were smaller i'm okay with it here because i feel like i get so much slice of life with the guardians beating each other for the first time and like breaking out of prison together and the whole found family thing so like that all outweighs ronin's shortcomings for me i also feel like the nice thing is that it is technically like save the galaxy and save the universe mm -hmm. but it it's more like step one to save the galaxy like it's almost like ronan for example would have like a three-step plan yeah and this is step one so really you're just stopping step one like it's not like ronan says 
once I have this, the next thing I'm going to do immediately is this bad thing. Like Thanos, like they know they have to stop him because the moment he gets everything he wants, things are going to hit the fan and it's not going to be good. Things. Uh, The things. The things. Beanie Babies. Uh, (laughs) That's a horrifying image. Little little beans everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. Impossible to clean up. It's going to clog your vacuum. Um, But this one seems like, oh, it will be bad, but not like immediately bad. But maybe that's because I've become accustomed to Marvel's like, things are going to be immediately bad. Yep. So this one just doesn't seem as intense. It's also kind of funny because, listen, I did not know who Lee Pace was at the time of Mm -hmm. this movie coming out. And now Lee Pace posts these pictures where he's just, like, chilling, living his best life. And so I was excited to see him as Ronan now that I know who he is. So I can, you know, have a frame of reference for this version of Lee Pace. And I'm like, you're not the Lee Pace who's just chilling on a boat. Oh, no. He's other. Go. He's gone. Iconic this roles. is Ronan. Much different. He does a good job switching, switching codes. Switching codes. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's an actor. It's almost <laughs> like that's his profession. It's Pretending like to be different he people. He does this for a living. Convincingly. Shocking. I'm looking up Lee Pace now. He, he's, <laughs> he's in elf. Pushing Daisies. He's an elf. He's an elf? He is an elf in the Hobbit trilogy. Oh. The thing is, though, I literally, I I didn't watch Pushing Daisies. I didn't watch the Hobbit trilogy. I literally only know of Lee Pace from just, like, pictures on Twitter. Interesting. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, you seem like you're having a good life. Good for you, Lee Pace. I discovered that he is apparently friends with Sarah Michelle Gellar. And I don't know why that seems so surprising to me. (laughs) But I was like, really? The Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Shocking. And Lee Pace. Best of friends? Who would have thought? Not me. I think you would like Pushing Daisies. Um, you don't know what I would like. I hear many good things about it, though. It's very good. Oh, he's in a movie called The Fall, which I really love. No. If, uh, if you haven't seen The Fall, I recommend it. Is it about the season of Autumn? Or jumping off a cliff? Um, much closer to the latter. Of course. <laughs> Bleak. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's really, it's really good. It's a good, it's a good movie. I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to give too much away. It sounds like it'll be depressing. Not especially. It's, okay. It's an it's an adventure fantasy film. That does not seem like your brand at all, David. <laughs> yeah. I'm shocked. No, it's good. He's he's also in Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. Yes, he is. As Garrett. Classic Garrett. Hold on, I have to look up this movie, The Fall, because I'm curious now. The Fall from 2006. Yes. The poster is loading, and I don't think I like it. <laughs> the poster's a lot. It's, it's a lot. I do not like the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hold on, we can't continue. I have to read the summary of this movie. This would also be a good one to put on the list, because 
it, it did not do well at the box office. <laughs> of its of its thirty million dollar budget, the fall made three point seven million. Ouch. Yeah, not great. But no. Anyway. Um. Okay, it seems like a movie you would like. <laughs> Reading the summary. Yeah. I'm not not interested. Anyway, that's Lee Pace. Anyway, he's Ronan. That's Lee Pace. He's an actor. A good one. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know that we're really supposed to find... Well, the treaty stuff is not that important to me, at least. I'm just like, oh, the movie's giving us a reason for these things to happen. Oh, that's That's another thing. Is that they were talking about the Kree, and I was like, hey, hey, they're relevant in um, later Marvel things. They are. Such as Captain Marvel. So I was like, I've heard of you. And that was the beginning and the end of my thought. On the Cree. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, ah, oh, they're at it again. Aha! Continuity. Yeah. 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 What so other points see... do you have for us, David? Yeah. I, I don't know how much I want to ask about Thanos, though, because I know that he's sort of like the big bad guy of like. He the is a big bad, but MCU we can. Yep. Kind of. We can answer vaguely. So you can. We can. You can Ask we'll do questions about Thanos, and we'll give you, like, magic eight-ball answers. Yeah. So, he seems... He seems like someone you don't want to mess with, right? Like Try again Ronin... later. <laughs> True. <laughs> Ronan is, like, gonna go back on his deal or whatever with Thanos, and that seems like a bad idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Confirmed. You did read that scene correctly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, and he's also he's also in, interested in this Infinity Stone business. He is. Yeah, you also picked up on that. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't really know what to ask because I don't want to get spoiled for the rest of these because eventually we're gonna watch more of them. We, we are, but ask, like, remember, we're we going to give say, vague answers, so just go ahead just, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can just not answer at all. We can we're say, in control, you, David, of not allowed as you get, so. <laughs> yeah. So, as they're called the Infinity Stones, I assume that there are more than just this one purple one. And. Theoretically. It seems like, it seems like they're a, they're a bad thing. Are they a bad thing? That's logic. Depends on your interpretation, David. It does. Well, are they a bad thing for <laughs> people who aren't Thanos? <laughs> Can't some things really be depends. good but bad in the wrong hands? And can't some bad things be good in the right hands? Question? I suppose that's true. Yeah. I mean, all that we really saw of the purple one is that it, like, electrocutes and sets people on purple fire if you touch That's it. That's correct. Which doesn't seem like a thing that one mostly wants to mess around with unless you want to <laughs> put it into your giant hammer thing and use it to <laughs> destroy a planet. <laughs> I don't know. 
a lot of people seem like they were interested in it. So maybe a some people do want to mess of with people. it. And Peter Quill was able to hold it without immediately dying. And then was able to spread and they were able to stop it with the power of friendship. So maybe they're That's not true. that bad. Yeah, maybe all you need is, is friendship. Yeah. Is that is that the secret to the Infinity Stones? Is love? Oh, I spoiled all of it. <laughs> this plan Telling. backfired. God, it ruined to everything. Tell him that friendship was the memo all along. God. This is just the Babysitters Club. All you all you need is love. <laughs> the, yeah. The moral of the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, isn't everything? about love yeah most most I mean, things are ronan wanted the purple thing because he loves having power to be a genocidal maniac mm-hmm. yeah thanos loves what thanos things. loves <laughs> and rocket loves guns and groot it's all about love, David. Yeah. Every single thing. And now the Guardians all love each other. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. I'm glad we cleared that up for you. Yeah. It made me think of the... Have you seen love... David, have you seen Love Actually? No. Have we talked about that? Oh, my God. Okay. I've read... Yeah, we added that to the list, I think. We did. I forgot about that. There, was, a, there was an essay that I read that goes around, like most every christmas time about how love actually is bad i guess <laughs> no no yeah it's not one of my favorites so <sighs> i'm intrigued i'll i'll post it in the discord so you can read it wait what movie is love Please actually do. wait what'd you say hallie hang on am i thinking of the right movie I don't know what movie are you describing. I'm you're thinking of um the one with um Snape. No, um Emma Stone and you're thinking. Are you thinking of Crazy Stupid Love? Steve Carell. Yeah, that's Crazy Stupid Love. Which I'm is thinking a Crazy Stupid Love movie. Okay, it is. That's why I was upset. No, I haven't seen Love actually. Oh my god! Watching Crazy Stupid Love was so funny because i was with you when yeah. you saw it and there's just one real good payoff just really just fucking good really good that and you wouldn't expect in a rom- in like a, ro- a rom-com they're not known for their like they're not known know, for like twists. wow what a good payoff yeah but uh it was it was a good payoff and it's just really fun to see people witness that in person because if you you can't go back and know that again or unknow it <laughs> if only you so could. the next so the next Perhaps best thing the power is to of just infinity stones maybe um but so the next best thing is to watch other people watch the movie and it's a good time about one of the only times you were happy to be in my presence yeah facts i like the first sentence of this uh review yes I yeah. So for for listeners, if we do watch Love Actually, I will be sure to post this on the Twitter. But it's by Lindy West, and it's from Jezebel. It's called "I Rewatched Love Actually, and I'm here to ruin it for all of you." 
<laughs> I just read the first sentence. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's it's really good. It it's one of those things that again goes around a lot, like you know, once a year or so around Christmas time, people rediscover this essay and have since uh, 2013, which is a very long wow. time ago. Um, Coming up on a decade. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's it's one of those things that a lot of people rallied around because apparently love actually not that good i don't know i haven't seen it although this opening paragraph i'm like man have you thought that maybe like only you hate airports <laughs> is it air is an airport my favorite place no but either i'm 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 either going somewhere cool or i'm coming home and i'm excited to be in my bed so yeah. like it's not bad. I get usually like a muffin and a smoothie somewhere. Sometimes chilies to go. <laughs> um, Airport chilies are a unique, a unique place. Coming back from a work trip, Hallie had to sit next to me and hear me explain the entire plot <laughs> of Stranger Things season four, leading up to the release of the final two episodes of the season. And it took it a awful. long time. It was not awful. You wanted to know. I mean, and so listening like, to you speak for that long. But, like, it's informative. It can be if you're next to someone who has a lot of information <laughs> to share. <laughs> I discovered a new song that I liked when I was at the airport, and I played it for my sister. And she was like, wow, they played this in the airport? And I said, yeah, <laughs> not airport vibes. But, like, it's good. And I don't know. Airports can be fun once you get past security. So maybe this person just needs to, like, take a step back and think about the fact that they could discover a good song and hear about Stranger Things in an airport. This is not relevant to Guardians. Sorry, listeners, if David decides to keep this or you can cut this, David. <laughs> we'll see. Un status unknown of this love actually Only time aside. will tell. <laughs> yeah. It has Bill Nighy, who, like, is funny because he's one of those actors. Sorry, going back to Love Actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he's one of those people who is probably well-known for many, many roles. But when I was younger, like, the first thing that I remember seeing him and being like, that is Bill Nighy, he plays this character, was in Pirates of the Caribbean 2. So every time I see Bill Nighy, I'm just like, hey, he's in Pirates of the Caribbean too. He had <laughs> tentacles on his face. <laughs> and I'm sure there are probably like Bill Nighy stands who want to strangle me. But that's okay. He's not the science guy? He's not the science guy. Nighy, not Nigh. Okay. No, Nighy. Nighy. Nighy! Nighy! That's actually how he says it every time. If you watch Nahee. interviews, he's like, "Hi, I'm Bill Nighy." Yeah, never <laughs> gets known old. Fact. Classic. Never. He knows how to have fun. Bill Nighy. Yeah. Classic Bill. Yeah. Speaking of knowing how to have fun, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> That's a movie. Has a lot of fun. That I watch. If you're yeah. Hallie, but not if you're David. Nope. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't anti-fun. It's more that I'm anti-fun, I think. That's true enough. Yeah. Like, I could... It was, like, right in the middle for me. It. It's not... 
it's not my favorite of the things that we've watched, but then again, none of the Marvel movies really have been. No, they're just not your thing in general. Yeah. I did really like Into the Spider-Verse. Let's You did let's like circle, Into the Spider-Verse. Let's circle back to that one. That was a really good superhero movie that, that we watched. That I really enjoy that, that one. one. Obviously, one yeah, of the, it's a masterpiece. One of the best movies we've watched so far. And we've watched It's next year that the next one comes out, right? Mhm. Oh, there's going to cool. be a second yep. one. Oh yeah. That's there's going to be two. Yeah. Two. Two, two more. Two more. Two more Spider Verses. That's exciting. It is. How, uh... Many people are justifiably uh, jazzed. Yeah. I'll have to watch those in like six years. Yeah. Maybe yeah. seven. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, should we? is there other Guardian stuff we should talk about? Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on Peter Quill. Yeah. Yes. I... <laughs> I don't care for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just full stop. I will say that rewatching this movie now, being older than it was when I initially saw it, um, a lot of the like quote unquote dickish lines that he says do come off as more off putting rather than like charming and funny than they did. But I still like his vibes so much. I like his jacket and his cool stuff and his sad backstory. And um, many versions of Star-Lord are just like, dopey doesn't feel like the right word, but he's like, just falls short of what you would consider the archetypal space criminal and hero to be. Like, he's not really great at either thing. He's good enough to get by, but he's just like, I've got my music and my friends make fun of me and nobody knows that I call myself Star-Lord. And it's, and I, I like those vibes uh, very much. There are actually other iterations, 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 uh, iterations of Star-Lord that I like more, such as the PlayStation 4 game, which I'm going to hype up on this podcast you should play it listeners it's really good and i do prefer that version of peter quill to the chris pratt peter quill chris pratt playing peter quill does also not do him any favors because chris pratt's kind of a douchebag it did him favors when it came out and it then did. we learned yeah. more about and chris then we pratt. learned and is just a little bit tainted but i think he's really good in the role which is upsetting he is good. I don't know. I just, I like Star Wars. Star, Star, Star Wars is what I was going to call it. <laughs> Star, Star, Star Wars. <laughs> I like Star Lord. Word of the stars. And he kind of is a Star Wars, honestly. I guess so, because, yeah. If you love him so much, can't you get his name, right? Um, I love him so much that I just tripped over my words and I'm giving him more names. He would appreciate that. Actually, I really don't think he would. Um, I know him better than you do. Yeah, I have, when I was him for Halloween, I got a cassette player that, and orange headphones, and I have the mixtape that has all the songs on it, which is silly because I also have the songs on Spotify, but now I have them on a cassette tape, an outdated piece of technology that is whimsical and fun to use from time to time. And cassette tapes are still better than Spotify. F Spotify. (laughs) Good one. You're really proud of yourself for that burn. I uh, am I don't know anybody who has ever had problems with Spotify except for you. 
<laughs> I recently Same, but... just I recently got Spotify. And really, yeah, David? I haven't paid. No. I don't. I haven't paid for it, and I have an ad blocker, oh. so I don't have to listen to the commercials every thirty seconds or whatever. Well, it's fine because um, I no, never mind. My David, it's fine doesn't make sense. But they say listen to this commercial and enjoy thirty minutes of free music, and then they play the commercial again ten minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. And then they do it again, like, eight minutes later. And then sometimes when you're listening to a Shania Twain playlist, they start playing Keith Urban for no reason. And they won't <laughs> let you skip it. It's true. I have. I don't a... understand. What? Well, you can. I, I can skip things. I've never had. Yes. I've never had no, the problem that's where the you thing. can't skip things. You get, you get skips, but unless you pay for it, you get limited skips, which I understand. You have to have incentives to get people to pay for your product. Fine. But, like, I'm listening to a Shania Twain 18-song playlist. Why is the third song you are playing Keith Urban? It's not like I have but finished the playlist, like, and now you're playing, like, recommended artists. And then the next song, so I did skip it because I don't want to listen to Keith Urban, was another artist that wasn't Shania Twain. And then I had to skip it again, and then I got to Shania Twain. And I'm like, I'm I'm using your app. I'm listening to the playlist you want. I have accepted that I have to listen to it on shovel on shuffle, and I can't pick the starting song, and I have a limited number of skips. But the least you could let me do is listen to the playlist I selected. But like Spotify doesn't limit your skips. Yeah, I've, Pandora does. Yes, it, I've never had no, that. No, Spotify limits your skips. I've never no, had that hour? problem yeah. with Spotify. Thank you, David. Do you pay for Spotify, Hallie? Yes, but even before I paid for Spotify, it yeah, never but, did okay, that. Okay, but me. they have a thing now where you have a certain number of skips per but hour. But you've complained about this for years. I don't. Yes, even because it's before still I got Spotify, I don't pay for Spotify, and I've never had any like limited number of skips or whatever. How many times have you skipped a song? Like a, a fair amount. I'm. <laughs> I, I'm telling you guys, Spotify hates just me because just every you. time I cite these problems, everyone's like, "Wow, that has literally never happened to me or anyone no, who I know." They're not real. Oh, how dare you <laughs> take that back? It is no. one thing to say that you have not experienced it, but to say it's not real, this is because I'm a woman. <laughs> I stand by this specific scenario. I'm going to put spiders in your office. <laughs> At least seven, and they're going to make a home in your keyboard and... You're on my have keyboard. To get a new keyboard. I don't think spiders in, will be happy in on my your keyboard. keyboard. Inside in your the keyboard. keyboard. I don't think that's amenable to spiders. I don't think they would like that very much. And you're just you're just making these spiders unhappy for the off chance of making me unhappy. It will make you unhappy. What if I upset that they're unhappy? Developed a fond a, a fondness for spiders overnight. What if I love spiders now? Then this works out pretty well for you, huh? Yeah, that's my which, thing. Which do you love more, spiders uh, or Peter Quill? Peter Quill! Yeah. Spider that Quill. One. I just, I don't know. Spider Quill. <laughs> Does whatever a spider can. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's been pointed out to me by the internet and articles I do not remember now that uh, Peter Quill's 
emotional and mental growth was greatly stunted by being abducted by space ravagers at the age of eight. And so he didn't really grow up very well. And so he is still kind of in the mindset of a teenager, which could be true. I mean, he's had he's had a rough life, you know. Yeah. Just just a just a really weird upbringing. Definitely. I don't I know. I just I like his like disaster vibes. I love his broken ship. I love his classic rock music and his 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 whole vibes are good. I love Peter Quill. It's just funny that you're like I love his vibes. He's a disaster. Yeah. He never grew up. He's a dick. <laughs> Total okay, dream like I know. I know, but he's like a fun not quite an anti-hero, but like a middle hero. Again, it's the gray area where he's like, yeah, I'm going to save the planet. And then, like, now that their records are expunged, uh, he does, you know, some nice things. But also, I'm going to scavenge on this planet and break the law and do this thing. It is good. And the disaster vibes are fun. Hmm. Sounds like an I can fix him moment. Okay. <laughs> I would fix him from a writing standpoint. Again, Marvel, PlayStation 4, Star-Lord, better. Worse hair, but better character. I mean, I think Star-Lord's like really fun and engaging. Yeah, because I'm not trying to be like, I would change him because I respect who he is as a person. And that makes me a better... Um, uh, I love him and I think that later <laughs> films such as Infinity War, did him a little bit dirty. Um, I think it did him kind of accurately. No, I disagree. Like a little dirty, but also like kind of Actually, accurately. I have to rewatch re the thing, but to really weigh in. But I was upset. We were all We were upset. all upset, but I was especially upset. This means nothing to David, but it's funny. No. It means nothing, I know. David. Nothing. I... Nothing. This... Except that I love Peter Quill, and I will defend him to a reasonable extent. I don't know. I'm not even saying that he needs to be defended from anything. I know. I'm and just you're, preemptively... you're saying he's a bad person, okay? No, and I'm like, against... I don't know. I think Peter's kind of fun. So David, who this do you is... think the real Peter Quill fan is? Whoa, whoa. This is a shield <laughs> against David who has who has said, and I quote, did not care for Peter Quill. Yeah, but I'm not asking him about Peter Quill. I'm asking him who he thinks the better Peter Quill fan is. No. Me, a person who accepts him, accepts him for who he is. Or you, a person who's like, he is deeply flawed. He is emotionally stunted. He is a disaster. Oh, wow. It's almost like I am analyzing his character and that I care enough to know details about him. Hey, David, weigh in. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. You coward. You just suck the joy out of everything. David, I'm trying so hard to make Hallie upset, and you could really <laughs> help. I'm Speaking of making Hallie upset, on her water bottle is still in my house. <laughs> I'm really mad about that. That's why I haven't said anything. From when it was, was relocated. Like, this is better for me if I just never acknowledge it. <laughs> From when it was relocated. 
Yeah, but the worst part is that that night I was like, oh, I must have just forgotten my water bottle. I really thought that was just a me thing. I was like, ah, Hella, you did it again. No, David moved You didn't it. bring the thing you wanted. <laughs> it's just Kristen being a dick again. No, David moved it, not me. I refuse to believe that. Okay, and that's why David got away with it. <laughs> As the world's greatest detective, I always suspect the usual suspect. Sounds like you're not a very good detective, then. If you're not willing to consider all possible options. No. It's always the first guess that is correct and requires no further investigation. David, weigh in. Is Hallie a good detective? <laughs> <laughs> Say no. I think no. I think she's cracked this case. Yeah. You would I say that. It. You're covering your own your own tracks. <laughs> you could have chosen so many words. I was gonna say tail, but I don't think that's right. So no, it is covering your own tail is okay. the correct phrase. But then I wasn't. And sure. I was like, why isn't she going for tail? So then I did what did tracks, she, like moose What is she tracks. struggling over? Listen, it is a Monday. We all have a lot to struggle over. That's true. That's true, especially Peter Quill. Especially <laughs> Peter Quill. Bad case of the Mondays every day. Yeah. Poor That's what Peter. happens when you're abducted as a child. <laughs> By ravagers or scavengers or whatever they are. And ravagers. They say that they could have eaten you at any time. They've never at tasted Terran before. Yep. Yeah. But Yondu he's not, stopped him. He's not Terran. He's only not half Terran. Half Terran. What do you think the other half is, Centaur? Yeah, he just got the the human part of Centaur. His, he got his the upper, upper body is his upper body is centaur, and his lower body is Terran. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my hypothesis. That sounds about right. Are there centaurs in in the MCU? Why haven't we watched a centaur movie yet? Um, David, maybe if you would watch all the movies, you would know whether or not there are centaurs. Yeah, David, this is on you. Yeah, I guess. It Have is. you ever considered that maybe Thanos is a centaur? <laughs> I would have never even crossed your mind. All you would think about is yourself. <laughs> and Peter Quill, your favorite character. <laughs> Peter Quill. Okay, so is Peter Quill just Flynn Rider in space? Oh, no. Okay, uh... don't say it like that. Flynn Rider's a joy. But I can see it. Yeah, I can see that. Um... No one's ever said that before. And that's because you're right. Nobody else has disliked both of those characters before. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's probably true. I forgot you hated Flynn. Yeah. Which again is funny because he was crafted by women. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's true. A dashing rogue. I think I think Flynn is better. Maybe a little bit more well-intentioned than Peter Quill. Most of the time. Okay. And of course, there's the Disney factor to separate between the two. But, um, yeah, I mean, space scoundrel with a heart of gold. Yeah, that's yeah. If, uh, pretty accurate. If, if Tangled had been, like, PG-13, though, outfit. like, do you think Flynn Rider would have been basically... Yes. 
Peter Quill. I yeah, that's a fair do... assessment. Hallie, why are you being a pain about this? Hmm. Why Why are you upset about? Because this? I don't like when people point things out to me that I didn't think of before. It's because you're not a good detective, so this happens a lot. I'm the best detective. World's greatest. It's in my Twitter bio. Um, David, what were your thoughts on Drax? Because I feel like we've gotten your thoughts on everyone else except for Drax. Oh, I kind of like Drax. Yeah, he was yeah. fun. Yeah. He's funny. He's great. He's, he's funny. Do not ever yeah. call me he's, a source. He's funny and, and sad. I like that he just kind of gets destroyed by Ronan, too. Like, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, I don't enjoy it because, like, He's trying to avenge his family and everything, but like it was a good way to showcase Ronan's power, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, because up to that point, we hadn't really seen Ronan do much of anything, whereas Drax was like, he's this big muscular dude, and we could tell that. I mean, his his name is the Destroyer. He destroys stuff. He's he's yeah, kind of a a big murdery guy. And to see him just just see the the floor kind of get mopped with him, I don't know. That was it was uh, up to that point. I hadn't really understood what Ronan's deal was or like why people were afraid of him. But yeah, yeah, Ronan Ronan battle just Ronin took, battle. took down Drax. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's funny too. I liked the the shtick that like his his people don't have metaphor or whatever. So everything is very very literal. literal. Yeah. I was into it. Drax. Drax is probably my second favorite. If I had to rank. Drax. If I had to rank the guardians. Yeah. Drax. After, after Groot. Okay. I'm guessing you're ranking then. Oh, who do you like least rocket or quill? I'm going to guess your ranking is Groot Drax. Gamora, Rocket, Quill. Yeah, I think that's right. Ha ha! <laughs> yeah, Rocket, that's, right, that's... Rocket might actually be over Gamora. Okay, I couldn't tell. But it it's really close. Those two are those two are very close. Depends on your mood. Depends on my mood. Yeah. Guardian. Oh, David. Guardians. If you watch Guardians of Two, the Galaxy. Your home. Guardians Two. Hallie, I'm talking. David, if you watch Guardians <laughs> 2, it has your homegirl Elizabeth Debicki. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. Elizabeth oh, Debicki. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does have Elizabeth Debicki. She's in it. She's my... If I if I had a celebrity crush, it would be Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah. She's very tall. She's she's so she tall. Is. She's like 6'4 or something. 6'3. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch Tenet? I haven't. Okay, she's in that. She's like good. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's a a a good actress. Yeah, and she's in Guardians too. So, stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, this was Guardians. Should we talk about it next time? This was Guardians. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, for the next time, Meet Keith. He's a ghost and also an alien. Keith's ship crash landed on Earth back in the 70s, taking out a chunk of house in Bakersfield, California. 
The government swiftly moved in and covered everything up, and the house was restored practically overnight. Everyone forgot about the UFO crash, and the house was bought by the Jetson family in the early 2000s. <laughs> the Jetsons, no relation, moved in, but plenty of spooky things kept happening, so they set up some surveillance cameras to see what might be afoot in their home. This true story found footage documentary is based from that footage of Keith running amok in Southern California. And it's called Paranormal Activity. I don't know that much about it. Like if it's a ghost movie or an alien movie. I don't know. I would never have guessed. I, 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 it is like a found footage sort of thing though, right? Is it? I don't Maybe. know. We'll find out. We'll Why find out next time. Why is all film found footage to some extent? Why, David, didn't you have the set in Pennsylvania? Because we were calling it PA for Paranormal Activity. Yeah, so it's true. So PA for Pennsylvania. Missed yeah. opportunity. We were giving you a clue. Yeah. And you just you just didn't pick up on it because you're not the world's greatest detective like me. That's true. Well, hmm. that's not where Keith landed. You can't Maybe choose where Keith you crash land your <laughs> spacecraft. Maybe Keith that's was trying. the moral of the movie. Maybe Although Keith actually trying you can't... land in Pennsylvania. You sort of can choose where to crash land your spacecraft. Did you see the the NASA thing tonight? This is no. for for listeners. We're recording this on the night that NASA's DART program sent their little spacecraft to smash into an asteroid. I didn't see it. I also did not see it, but yeah. um I mean, I hope it went well, but I was saying like watch this be a thing that like they're able to move the asteroid, but then the asteroid hits a different asteroid whose trajectory is then messed <laughs> up, and it starts coming towards Earth, which seems like something that could happen because humans are bad. And I saw Don't Look Up, and I know how, you know, this country and the world would handle such a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe this is the night that we doomed the entire planet. By knocking a small asteroid into the path of a larger asteroid. You never know. Hopefully not. I don't want hopefully, that. Hopefully not. That would be bad. That would be bad. We're, we're anti-planet-destroying <laughs> asteroid on this <laughs> but podcast. theoretically, if we were able to shift this asteroid, then that means like, hey, plan works. So we just got to get a bigger DART program thingy. It's true. And hit the larger asteroid, and then we'll be fine. And I'm sure we'd have plenty of time to rectify that mistake. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, anyways. Maybe uh, that's Keith's asteroid. Could be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time will tell. Time will, time tell. will tell. Yeah. So, this is, as is our tradition, this is the end of September when we're recording this Guardians episode, and we kind of wanted to continue our tradition of watching a spooky movie during October, which will probably come out in late November. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our intentions are good, but our execution Leave is very bad. To be desired. It's, it's not good. Um, it's not great. I'm, I'm a slow editor, so I'll try and get it edited <laughs> by Halloween. I would like the paranormal activity episode to come out in time for you all to enjoy it during the spooky season. So spooky. fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed. We'll see how it goes. I've only got like three more episodes to go before then. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just do nothing else. 
just do nothing else except edit. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this was Guardians. Next time, Paranormal Activity. And uh, until then, so long, Kristen. Adios, David. Good night, Hallie. Au revoir, David. And good night, listeners. <laughs>